So one time I was in New York City, and I was in the the Chinatown portion of that city, and I was walking down this alley, and this older older gentleman of of Asian descent came up to me and goes, "Intros are overrated. Just get into the content." <laughs> I said, all right. You really had me going. I was like, man, what did this guy say? I picture Mr. Miyagi because my kids just last night watched Karate Kid for the first time. Like the real one or the one with Jackie Chan? Both are great. I love Jackie Chan. Yeah, not not yeah. the movies, but both Miyagis. I love Jackie Chan. Yeah, for no, sure. I think there's only one Miyagi. But the the real um, Karate Kid, because everybody's confused now because the new ones come out on Netflix where they're older. I don't know what it's called. Uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. I'm like, whatever. I mean, let's just go back and watch the original, okay? But I was literally with Chase. I was thinking, when did Chase go to New York? I didn't... I feel like a bad friend for not knowing. I was thinking, I really think that part of town is called Chinatown. And I was very impressed that he said, of Asian descent. Mm. Mm. (laughs) So now that we're finished doing the play-by-play, like it's (laughs) Monday Night Football on Chase's (laughs) intro... Uh, let's kill a little bit more time before we actually talk about the, the significant things, right? Right. No, let's get to the oh, topic. Sorry. So, uh, so we've, we flipped the switch. Inside <laughs> you had the, me there. Yeah, <laughs> we flipped the switch inside the Hangar Podcast. Say, let's try a few episodes, a little bit more condensed, maybe that commute length. Last week, we talked a lot about embracing the suck. We introduced that language into the Hangar. Something that, Mo, you and I particularly love to do is bring these phrases into the masculine journey. This is the way we're going to talk about these particular things. I love that about the hangar and that that part of our culture. We said that embracing the suck means understanding that there's going to be difficult things that happen in the masculine journey, and we can't do a few things in response to those difficult things. What I'd like to talk about this week, just to give the men a little bit more um, knowledge as we're going through this part of life, how do we not do those particular things that we said we shouldn't do? So let me just recap so we can remind each other and our listening audience. We said that we should not retreat. We should not panic and we should not try to fix. Those are things that men often do. And when Chase said, uh, what did you say? Life got hard. <laughs> when life <laughs> yeah. gets hard, man, life got hard. We shouldn't do those, do those three things. So I just like to play the devil's advocate because it's a fun thing to do sometimes. How do we not, let's just take them in order and get our opinion on these to try to help the men that are listening. How do we not retreat when life gets hard? How does a man do that? Hmm. <laughs> um, he just stands his ground. I mean, what do you like? What is uh that's kind of an easy answer. It's not, I mean, it's easy a simple, it's a simple yeah. answer. It's yeah. not an easy thing to do, but it's literally just ruck up. Like, that's what we say. It's just don't, don't leave. Like, don't retreat, stand there. Know what's going to happen. Um, I think beforehand, I mean, when you find that situation, so... You said handle them in order. This is why I'm struggling. Because I think if we were to put them in sequence, what would come first is panic. Thank you. Which results to retreat. Well, all right. So then if that's the case. Okay, yeah, let's start there. How do we not panic? It matters not not to me what order they go in. Uh, Not matters does it not to me. (laughs) Yeah, it just just matters not to me. So so panic, retreat is kind of the, the end game of what happens. And all this stuff happens beforehand potentially, but we'll get to fix. We'll get to uh, panic first. So how does a man not panic? And you cannot say what you just said. Well, don't panic. 
Well, no kidding, Sherlock, right? I mean, this is, it's, I know that it's easy for us to give those kind of answers, but as you're going through it, there's a lot of physical stuff that happens. I mean, most people don't choose panic. Panic chooses them, most men. So how do you, how do you, how do you fight against it? I think my answer is going to come from my own personal experience with fitness. Uh, So usually I know what I'm going to go do before I go and do it because a plan is important. So when I go into the gym about nine, 10 out of 10 times, there's a portion of the workout that I know it's coming up is going to suck, especially for me. Right? So when I get to that place, uh, one of the things that I do is say, all right, this is going to suck, but it's only for this long. You know what I mean? Or this is going to suck to just kind of prepare myself as I go into it without having any kind of false, um, false expectations, false ideals about what it's going to be like. So I just embrace the suck, you know what I mean? And in, in that way, so having a phrase that you use to prepare yourself mentally for the suck that's coming, I think is a really good kind of stopping point. You feel that panic coming and you say, this is going to suck. Like, you know, okay, this is coming. I know what's coming. Um, so now I'm prepared not to run because I know that I'm mentally preparing myself to, to go through it. So I dare, I say, I would say maybe I may adopt it myself. Just embrace the suck. Those, those three words, embrace the suck are easy to remember. And it kind of gives me that little, uh, light bulb moment where I'm like, okay, I can do this. Uh, I'm not going to panic. It's going to suck, but it's not going to kill me. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. Those two things I, I use when I'm at my best and I don't when I'm at my worst, the first thing you mentioned I think is clutch is to have a plan. Most men are living life without a plan or they've adopted a plan that the world of women has handed them and they don't like it, but they're just getting along to get along. And when life gets difficult, that whole world system breaks down. But I think having a plan about what you're actually out to accomplish with your life is a really big thing. And then using those phrases, embracing the suck is obviously a good one. It's the one that we've chosen. I've heard others like fight the quit, kill the quit, all of those things, those small phrases give us something to latch onto that feels way more concrete than the difficulty that we're going through. And it also gives us space from what's bothering us. It allows our mind to focus on something else that has a history behind it, that feels measured, that feels practiced. I love those two pieces of advice. I don't know that Chase could add anything to that, to be honest with you. To panic? Yeah. No. (laughs) All right. But you do have something to add to the next step. To retreat. The thing is, as Mo was saying that, the the only thing I could think of was it feels like if you if you can fix the panic, like I think it's okay to like you're gonna start panicking. It's it's if you stop it before it takes control of you, and I think if you do that, I feel like that fixes the retreat within itself. Like I think it's a one two punch. I think that's why the order thing was important for Mo to say. That may just be my own personal bent. Like, I feel like if I'm not panicking, then I can rationalize and think through how to face this problem before I feel the desire to retreat. I feel like panic kind of leads to retreat in this situation. Yeah, I think you're right. I do. There is a kind of a river card I want to throw down in that final part that leads to retreat. But let's go, let's go through the next one. This was my particular one which is fix. And this is something that uh, Mo, you and I have been talking about in our own stories for at least the past two months uh, because our our personalities are very similar this way. 
when life gets hard, life gets difficult, then we, as men in general, we just try to fix, we try to figure out what's wrong. I mean, if there's, if there's a leak in the water line, then we don't just sit around and talk about that particular thing. We go fix it. Like we gotta, we gotta plug this up, redo that. That's just the way that men are built. And the world has, has leaned on that part of the masculine personality for a very, very long time. It's only recently that this man fixing it thing has come under scrutiny. And it really pisses me off, actually, because I believe it's a huge part of the world of women to lean on wanting men to fix things. But then when we start to try to fix things, then we get accused of trying to fix things. And then we get neutered and paralyzed. I've just stumbled on a whole nother couple of weeks there. Uh, but our desire to fix things in this particular stripe, I needed to distance myself from just calling, don't be a fixer, man. That's what I was trying to do there with that little rant. I am saying when you are in difficult, hard and difficult things, often trying to fix that thing is not a good idea because it isn't a problem to be solved. You are supposed to go through this difficult thing to learn some things. And if you're trying to fix it, I personally believe my theology dictates to me that God will stop my progress on those fixes. Yeah, I've recently had a conversation with a mutual friend of ours who has found himself in quite the precarious situations. And uh, he was talking about... I was very impressed with that. Yeah, intro. I was. I was, I was impressed guys, as well. It sounded I was gonna, like the start of a short story. I was going to let you guys... You know, just sit on it for a minute. The word that you used? Um, just the whole way that played out. I think it's precarious. It was, it's, I know, but it just either used way, it's, oh, okay. it sounded so sophisticated. Yeah, I you was know, with you. Like, anyway, um, so we were talking about uh, a situation like we were in a room and we were talking about uh, if things, you know, hit the fan, right? Uh, what What would one man do versus another man? You know, this whole fight or flight thought and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about how um, men who would spring into action sometimes do so uh, irresponsibly, you know. So I think it fits into two of the three categories that we were talking about. One, the retreat. Uh, two, the fix it. You're not saying don't fix it. You're just saying fix it responsibly, like take the proper steps to fix it, not just the let me jump out and make um, – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, make just a, a nonsensical uh, a, a f- attempt at just throwing something at the problem. You know, like you don't just throw a cup at a person running at you with a gun. You know what I mean? Like type of thing like this will fix it. <laughs> you know, just throw I the cup. I see what you mean there. It took, me, it took me a minute to take all that in. But yeah, I would not throw a cup. Yeah, you, at don't throw, someone... you don't throw baby wipes at an attacking yeah. lion. And I'm right, so... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, Unless, I'm glad says, yeah, you, agree. you smell what I'm stepping in exactly you got it yeah, yeah. Uh, well that was uh, a poor attempt at saying something but the point being that um, sometimes taking a step back or taking cover before you go to you know solve the problem is important so I think being calculated in your efforts towards fixing it rather than just springing into action um, is better than just off of instinct that are probably based off of the panic that you hadn't fixed anyway, uh, running after the lion with the wipes, like you're going to wipe his butt for him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's some, that gets used somehow. Let's that's bring crazy. the baby wipes and the lion back in. Yeah. Where were you headed, Chase? I don't. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's break this down just a minute because we've, yes, congratulations. You have now stumped Chase. 
Um, the the guys that we talked to about this, and this is as well practiced. You could pick up any book in 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 a bookstore that's written by a guy that's lived the military life. We love to write books and watch movies about these actions that look like they were instinct. Like, man, that guy just thought so, he thought on his feet so quickly. And then there's the story of the guy that landed the plane in the Hudson. And like, man, he just was thinking so quick and all these decisions that he made. And you talk to these guys and they're almost bashful about that incident that they're getting all this glory for because they realize there was so much training sitting in situations, similar situations to build the muscles to be able to take that action. Yeah, so I'm not saying that you should never try to fix difficulty in your life. Oftentimes there, and we have this conversation a lot, we look at a man and say, hey man, here's the problem. Fix that problem and you're out of this difficult situation. But you need to be able to figure out, sometimes you're in that situation, sometimes you're in a situation where you just need to pace through that difficulty because of what that difficulty is going to teach you. All right, so let's talk about this last one, this retreat that we've been bouncing around that we say is kind of the final step. And you guys are making the proposal that if we attack these other two, then at least 80 or 90% of those retreat incidences we're going to kill, we're going to stop from happening. There'll be no need, if we're not in a panic, there'll be no need to re- retreat, right? Uh, but I think something happens in the heart of a man that doesn't have anything to do with the stuff we've talked about already, and this is kind of that river card I was discussing. I feel like even if we pace through all that stuff well, what can happen through that process is a man's uh, belief in himself begins to recede. And even if all that starts to calm down and everything settles down, the dust has settled, I have seen men uh, not embrace the suck and retreat even when everything kind of settles down and we're through the fight because that fight has so worn down their belief in themselves that they can take a step forward. So maybe they're, they, they'll stand their ground, but they don't ever make any progress. They get stuck. And I think that's part of what we got to address here in embracing the suck. We have to convince men, or at least I'm giving a speech right now, hopefully to hundreds of them, trying to convince men that men can do difficult things. Even when those things they feel like are out of their control, they've been in a lengthy period of time, they've called all that stuff into their life through decisions they've made, that we can, as men, bow up, ruck up, all this language that we use inside of the hangar, we can't embrace this up because God has put something fierce in the heart of a man to be able to accomplish such difficult things. And we've stopped reading the pages of history to remind ourselves that it isn't all Fox News and CNN and the White House and the border and all the stuff that we talk about in America and how everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Nobody's going to be able to accomplish anything. And it isn't all that. The pages of history remind us that when the, when the tough part comes into life, the tough get going, right? Yeah, that is something like it, it, it baffles me maybe. I don't know. I, I've learned this myself through strenuous activity. I've learned that you are capable of doing a lot more than even you believe you're capable of doing. And it seems to me like if you're around the right group of people, they believe that you're capable of doing more than you believe you're capable of doing. And then it's because of their influence in your life, they help you believe that you can do more than you feel like you're capable of doing. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, is he going to keep this going? It was on the razor's edge, but you're after you're 100% right about that. So then it would make sense to me 
to, because this is something that I've believed for a long time, that your habits in private, your habits in one area of life, whether it be diet, exercise, um, you know, whatever, you know, create habits that will carry through other areas of your life. So if you're disciplined in one area, it will help you be more disciplined in other areas of your life. So if you are creating habits, if you are creating opportunities for yourself through strenuous activity, through, um, sucky situations that you have placed there so that you can learn how to create a habit of going through them instead of retreating from them, then you'll find yourself more apt to be able to uh, embrace the suck than retreat from it. I think this could be the biggest key of all, and this may be what wraps this idea up for us. Although we should mention it's just beginning. I think this idea of embrace the suck is going to show up in a lot of our other conversations from this point forward. But if we as men are living a cush life where we're not challenged and we're looking for peace and quiet all around us in the wrong way, we have no practice in situations that push us. This is where this conversation about adventure comes in and why it's so important that each man finds his own piece of adventure, the way adventure looks for him. Um, if we don't place ourselves in those situations where we can practice that, then of course we're going to fumble through it. And we're going to, if we run from it, every time it happens, we're going to fumble through it over and over and over again. This is what I think we personally love about our form of exercise. Not even going to mention the name because I don't want to light off the controversy, but it, and most forms of exercise these days chase this feeling. They put you in a situation where you think this is so difficult i'm never going to make it and i love that shirt that people are wearing these days i don't know what we're training for but i hope it never happens right this is this is what we're saying is that we're, if you put yourself in those situations where you have all this stuff go on in a safe environment then you will be more prepared to handle this when life comes your way and you'll be able to embrace it yeah i would like to say though in response to your you know finding adventures for you I want to say even, no, go on adventures that don't suit your fancy. That You know what I mean? Like, they're not suiting your personality because that's embracing the suck. You know, it's going to suck while you're out there, but there's something that you're going to learn from it, and it's going to make you a better man in the long run. And it just maybe, just maybe the whole thing you're trying to get out of that situation is coming home recognizing you've gone through it. It may suck the entire time you're there. And you may find no joy and no pleasure in sleeping in a tent or whatever it may be. I'm just using that as an example. But when you come home, you know that you've survived and something has happened to you, whether you can identify some, identify some big uh, spiritual revelation or not, you have conditioned yourself to embrace and, and, uh, and live through sucky situations just that much more. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that correction because for me, when you say sleeping in a tent in the woods, I'm like, whoa, man, that sounds like that would give me life. When Chase says he's in Chinatown in New York, I'm thinking there's no way. Like you couldn't drag me there. You could not like drug me and drag me there. Uh, not because I don't like the city, but just being enclosed, you know, it just calls on a lot of stuff for me. Like I can't get out of here if I had to is a big problem for me. But yeah, I think you're right about that. But the, the true the true heart and intention behind my statement was that you find it. Which in finding it means you're going to have to fail in a lot of different ways. You're going to learn something along the way in that process. But we're, we are saying to men, and we should reiterate this because I just feel so passionate. We all do about this point at this particular point in our understanding and learning about 
the masculine journey, which we are doing. We are not experts about how to be men. We're learning how to be men. And we just had the balls to record a podcast to put it out there and say, we're all learning. Let's learn together, right? Uh, we are saying at this point in the journey, it is incredibly important for us to embrace the suck, to embrace the difficulty, whether it's big or small, whether it's difficult for you or just difficult for me. And the last part of that is relationship. You brought this up off mic. We have to understand that we can't soldier on alone. We have to be with other people. And we, it feels like we end every episode by saying, hey, get find a group of men, come out of the bushes, come out of hiding. But this is such a critical piece about almost everything we're talking about. We were not designed to do things alone. There are so many men who are dressing up. They're putting on their ties and their cufflinks. They're going to buildings, sitting at desks, having to fake it through the day. They get in their car and they're driving to their home. They're going to have to fake it to get to bedtime and hope for something to happen there. And they're just, they're just struggling. Their life sucks and they're struggling alone. And if they could just say that to somebody, man, this sucks. And somebody sits at a table with them and says, I get it then everything starts to change. And then you find that thing inside you that you didn't believe was there because someone reminds you that it is. Yeah. I don't think that sucky situations are, uh, I guess resolved solo. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, I guess there could be, I mean, and sometimes it's necessary, but I think that part of going through a sucky situation with a group of men who are like-minded or, or at least on the, um, on a search for what you're searching for, right? I think that there is a, a, a unity and a bond. And I think this is something that like you, you like to say the military has figured out is they dev- design uh, sucky situations to build camaraderie, to build trust and family and unity. Uh, and when you walk through these types of situations with other men, not only are you um, bringing around the other definition of ruck up, uh, not only are you rucking up, are you becoming a group of people to, to get through it together, but you're also uh, building authentic relationships that will last, you know, uh, however long they're designed to last. Uh, I believe in the higher <laughs> power for that one. Um, so I, I, I'm, yeah, I think that's, that's key too. you know, being with other men who are also searching for the same thing will, uh, be, I think key to the the success of your endeavor, right? Yeah. Uh, to get through the sucky situation. That's it. And I think really breaking it down just to give categories as we're wrapping this up right now, there are times where, uh, the suck that's going on in our life will be solved supernaturally. We see that happening in the Bible. We see that happening in each other's stories. There are times where, where God will supernaturally intervene and, and stop the consequences or whatever's going on. There are also times where it will be solved commun- communally, and that's what you're talking about right now, that through relationships, many of us, though, are just sitting at our desk or we're sitting wherever we are listening to this podcast right now, and we're like, yeah, just wish God would do something. Well, maybe God is trying to do something through relationships and we've closed ourselves off to that because we've retreated. You know, this is why this idea is such a big thing for us to start talking about because all of us, every man will hit this at one point or another. And we think we've defeated one and then a larger, more difficult thing will be on its way or maybe something small that just becomes difficult for us. But what what we're really trying to wrap our mind around right now and we'll continue to is that as hangar men, we will not operate as other men operate when life gets difficult. We will embrace the suck. Thank you.